This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. Listeners, we're answering questions from Genesis today, and the question is, does Eden still exist? This is a great question, and it goes on to say, is it a physical place on earth? Well, we know it was a physical place on earth. We were told that from the book of Genesis. Yeah, I mean, technically it has coordinates that we can basically say would be somewhat modern day Iraq, but there's a big, there's a big but in this yeah, one. There is. Um, there's this little event called the flood and um, <laughs> Jesus affirms the flood. Genesis affirms the flood. In fact, what's really interesting about the flood, by the way, is that uh, almost every civilization has a flood story. It's almost mm-hmm. as if there was a catalytic core event yes. um, that in some cultures developed into some more mythological. But most ancient cultures yep. do have some kind of myth story about a flood. Correct. And And for the most part, they're not they're, they're worldwide floods, like the gods. That's right. Because there are, these ancient cultures are throughout the world. Absolutely. Disparate cultures telling the same core stories. And, and again, we have to admit that in some cultures, you can have like a truthful catalytic event, and it can take on mythological form in that particular culture. What's great about the, the scriptures is that they point to the same core catalytic event, right. but they ground it in writing so that it doesn't grow this mythological, like crazy mm-hmm. weirdness to it. Right. Uh, it's one of the unique things about the the Jewish histories is that they are documented, preserved, and they don't grow to be these crazy, crazy mythological um, stories. Uh, although um, the flood is a an enormous worldwide global event that destroys everything. But that being said, any geographical reference points before the flood, the scriptures would give us no expectations that we should ever know them, find them, et cetera. Or, or even try to find them. Correct. Yes. And so some people have said, um, you know, there was a, an angel who had a sword and he was uh, protecting people from getting into the garden. What seems to happen is that the flood basically erased the garden mm-hmm. and that angel no longer needed to protect that which did not exist. And as a part of that also, God removed the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so that they were no longer accessible Maybe this idea, idea, this would be funny, if like somebody was like excavating in the deserts of Iraq and they found this little oasis in the middle that was the tree of life that nobody had ever <laughs> seen before, you know, um, or there's like some dome of protection so that satellites can't see it and no human can go near it. I don't know. That's not true at all. But No, that's not true. Yeah. But it is clear that the coordinates still exist because the globe of the earth is still the same globe, but what is on that spot is no longer sacred, if you will. So good luck finding it because you won't find it. Yeah. As we read the last verse of chapter three in Genesis, it talks about how that God drove out the man, meaning the man and the woman, and at the east of the Garden of Eden, he placed a cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. So clearly God is now protecting Adam and Eve Mm. from the garden, from that tree of life. Yep. So something to note that might make the whole discussion a little bit easier. I think in people's minds, Eden is like a whole country. Eden has two categories. There's the land, right? And it's Eden. It's a big land. It's a huge land. And it's surrounded by rivers and whatnot. And Eden is large. But within, like think of Eden. Okay, let's do this. Let's think of Eden like a country, okay? It has boundaries and parameters, et cetera. Uh, and there's world outside of Eden, right? But inside of Eden, there's a garden. And we don't know how big this garden is. It could have been, been five acres for all we know. And yes. so 
what's really important is that what got shut off from humanity was not Eden, but the Garden of Eden. The Garden, the garden of that's Eden. in Eden. That's right. And again, we have no point of reference to the size of the garden, but we know that it was enough to sustain a family. Right. When people think about the garden, they, you're probably thinking of a small plot of land within a larger country, if you would. Although it wasn't technically a country. Because <laughs> to be a country, there would have to be other countries. Uh-huh, right. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Anyways. It seems to me that the flood destroyed the Garden of Eden. If we jump all the way to the last book of the Bible, we read that that tree of life is now in heaven. Yep. So it could be surmised that the Garden of Eden is now in heaven. But we, we're not told yeah. that. We're told some of those attributes that were in the Garden of Eden are now in heaven yep. and will be in heaven apparently forever. Yep. Have you ever like um, pulled up a hosta? And Have then, I? Yeah. And yes. then like you separate them and then make more hostas out of it or whatever. Like oh, I yes. imagine God's like, he, he like pulls up the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, destroys the tree of knowledge of good and evil, goes, ah, this is infernal, yeah, we don't infernal tree, anymore. send it to hell. And then uh, he plucks it up and he's saving it in heaven. So when he creates a new heaven and new earth, he'll replant it like a hosta. <laughs> anyway, stupid idea. Now, Tim, let's uh, can we shift gears? Yeah, let's um, shift gears because we're going to go in a different direction right. for our next podcast. So I don't actually know the date this is releasing, but on Sunday, February 25th, 2018, um, Dr. Mike Boyle, um, professor of Moody Bible Institute, also a member of the Village Church, uh, he preached a sermon on how to overcome wounds from your church. Yes. And so, of course, out of that, there are so many questions, which we right. love. And this is an mm -hmm. opportunity in the podcast to go a little bit deeper with this. Yeah. So we've got a few questions coming up. And uh, I think you and I have experienced a whole lot. Yep. We've experienced the hurt. We sure have. Yep. So I'm excited for you and I to process through some of these questions. I'd love to just kind of talk through some of the questions yeah, we're going to be dealing a, with. The listeners a taste of what we're going to be tackling. How do I really forgive a church leader who hurt me? Is it okay to leave my church if I don't trust my leaders? What if my pastor just won't change? Mm. My church community abandoned me when I was hurting. What should I do? Mm. Why do so many people have wound stories from churches? I, this is this might be my favorite. How do I handle the person at church I cannot stand? <laughs> so that being said, over the next week or two, we're going to be dealing with some of this stuff. I want to encourage you to go check out Mike's sermon. It's on our Village Church website, vcob.org. You can go to there on our media page. That's uh, Village Church of Bartlett. And I'd love to encourage you with that. So our question for the next, next time, one will be, how do I really forgive a church leader who hurt me? It's mm. 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 a great question. Please come back next time. Mm.